Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. So we'll start off today with a an article from The Rep, which talked about some of the behind-the-scenes sort of reports from Justice League. They're reporting on everything, how I think the, the title of it calls the film Frankenstein, and, and they sort of, they look at a little bit behind-the-scenes stuff. Honestly, I don't think there was anything terribly shocking in here. Uh, nothing really earth-shattering or surprising. The The slant of the article is mainly that suggesting that it should have been delayed. The film should have been delayed, so it had more time to to get everything right and get everything set, um, either with Zack Snyder or with um, even or just to finish sort of the CGI and everything like that. I understand that. I definitely understand it. I think it hypothetically could have been a better film had it come out, you know, six months from now or something. But I also think the studio pumped almost $300 million in it. Delaying it even a couple months is going to cost tens, twenties, lots of, lots of millions of dollars. So it, it, I understand where this article is coming from. Uh, um, but, and I'm not saying Warner Brothers isn't to blame at all uh, for the way they've handled some of the DC properties, but uh, I think this specific thing, you know, delaying it could have helped, but it would also have cost the company money. And it also, you know, it doesn't look good if a film is delayed at the last minute. Yeah. And, you know, we already saw some of the, just the problems and issues they had dealing with even some of the reshoots and trying to schedule people and, you know, Henry Cavill's mustache and all of those things. There's, there's a million other issues that are going to pop up. If you delay, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get if you delay six months, that doesn't mean you get six months of uninterrupted more time to work on the film to make it better. Right. And yeah, I mean, usually films delayed at the last minute that they're usually not, you know, that could make it worse because you would yeah. just meddle, could meddle it some more and hypothetically. And like I said, Warner Brothers is definitely uh, deserves some blame for for the for everything. But I don't know if this is the worst thing. And this is a film we both liked. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the article also meant probably the more surprising thing to some people, but didn't really shock me. But some studio executives reportedly wanted to remove Zack Snyder from Justice League after the reception of to Batman v Superman. But you know, like, like we said, filming was scheduled to start two weeks after Batman v Superman was released, and they were so far into post production, so much or pre production, so much money involved there uh, that it was decided not to get rid of him. Yeah, and it, I. I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, it's not that surprising to me that some people wanted him out. You can't, you can't say that Batman versus Superman was received in the way that they wanted it to be. So that's not surprising. Um, but honestly, at the time, it was a little surprising that they were moving forward that quickly with Justice League. But again, how can you make that call at that time? Because you want that movie to come out as soon as possible. So of course, you're going to start right away. Right. Uh, apparently, John Berg, interesting executives are mentioned here a lot um i believe umberto gonzalez was one of the writers said jeff johns didn't have a ton of creative or didn't have a lot of input on this he did do some some stuff but he didn't from an executive position they weren't talking about him and and john berg the new you know heads of dc films or whatever but john berg was on set a lot of the time to sort of monitor what was becoming a a really ballooning budget yeah uh, you know, there's also mention of how there was uh, other things that, you know, we already know about, you know, there was a merger going on. So that was one reason not to delay it because, you know, you know, you want the company to look better. Uh, there was a debate over tone, you know, that's something apparently Snyder was dealing with how, 
how to how much to do it because Whedon had apparently the executives were receptive to Whedon's rewrites and and like that sort of the lighter tone and and there was a sort of a debate as to how much. Um, there, there's also sort of a throwaway line that I know a lot of people are up in arms about, but the one thing that was executives such as Kevin Sujahara uh, didn't want it to be lit delayed because they didn't want their bonuses to be pushed to next year and where then they might not be part of the company if AT and T merger happens. Um, but then the very next paragraph says, and that's only one person who says that. And then the next paragraph says that their, their bonuses are based off of making good decisions, such as delaying a film that needs it or something like that. So I don't, I know a lot of people are up in arms about that and maybe they should be. Um, but maybe also, you know, we don't know without knowing the specifics of that. It's tough to judge that. Yeah. And the, you know, the merger happening too, there's just so many messy things going on behind the scenes that it, it is not super surprising that maybe parts of this movie are a little messy because there's a lot of messy stuff going on behind the scenes yeah and a lot of this stuff by the way happen debates with the studio notes and everything like that a lot of this is on every single film exactly uh, you just don't hear about it unless you know they're they're slightly disappointing or you know uh unless it's a director like like the article mentions like christopher nolan they didn't they didn't have there weren't studio debates about christopher nolan because christopher nolan had earned that respect to to uh basically do whatever he wants on any film uh, moving on the new york comic-con trailer for batman ninja has been released by warner brothers japan's youtube channel um, and there's there's a version with english subtitles and there's also a shorter version without subtitles but um, just having seen this act some actual action and animation and whatnot what are your first thoughts tom <laughs> i'm still processing it uh yeah not like it's not like my preferred animation style but i actually it's really kind of impressive some of the details and stuff are really impressive and everything they're able to do uh and i did like some of it but it's also hard because i'm reading sub i'm not you know lazy american not used to subtitles and right <laughs> and uh so i'm not used to to looking back and forth so i had to watch it a couple times but it's impressive animation definitely unique um you know nothing like we've seen in these in in DC animated films. I'm really glad that they're sort of reaching out and doing something specifically in Japan. This is going to release in Japan and next year. I don't know if they're going to release it normally in the U S and, um, with, with a different, with different voice actors or, or what their plan is, or if it's, there's just gonna be a Japanese version with some subtitles, but I really think it's smart marketing move and it looks like it could be a really good creative thing as well. You know, they've got a lot of good talent behind it. Yeah, I'm hoping they, they do release a dub version so I don't have to read subtitles the whole time. Uh, like lazy. you, I am a lazy American. Um, but yeah, it's it's got this cool 3D cell shading animation style that is, I guess, popular. Some people like it in anime and some people don't. I showed it to some... I, I don't watch anime, but I showed it to some of my friends who do. And they all commented that the animation looks amazing. So that's good. Yeah, um, I, don't, so I don't watch a ton of anime either, but this looked like a good version of anime. Right. Not that all anime is bad. It's just I don't watch a ton of it. Um, but yeah, well, there's some really cool stuff in there. A lot of characters we got to see in this short trailer. We saw Batman, Joker, Nightwing, Penguin, Deathstroke, Robin, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, Two-Face, and Gorilla Grodd. Anime Gorilla Grodd, like, in charge of feudal Japan <laughs> is not something that I knew I wanted, but now I do really want it. Yeah, yeah, th that looks great. And different unique designs and everything of all these characters joker's got a, a pretty good voice i would say um, yeah uh i love the the subtitled line from batman batmobile and batwing both gone 
but I still have this potty and he's yeah. just gonna he's just gonna punch <laughs> some people or ninja some people. Yeah, that that looks like it could be a cool scene. Yeah. And we, we get to see like a sword fight or kind of heating up between Joker and Batman and like just this one on one hand to hand combat kind of thing, which is is not something you always get to see between Joker and, and Batman. So I'm I'm interested to see that as well. Yeah, me too. So on to do TV, the Crisis on Earth X crossover ratings are in, at least the live rating. So we don't know the, you know, the plus three, plus seven, that kind of stuff. Uh, overall, they're really strong numbers on the CW, uh, although they are down basically across the board from last crossover last year. Although, you know, we said before, it's kind of tough to judge numbers year over year because more more and more people are watching, uh, you know, streaming it some way. In the, in the coming days, you know, with the free CW app, you know, those are numbers we just don't have access to. Uh, so we don't, so they're down. We don't know if they're down a lot or who knows, they might even be the same or above. But uh, Supergirl had the best rating since January of 23rd and the highest in the, the demo, the 18 to 49 demo since the crossover. Arrow and Legends both had their best ratings since the last crossover and their Flash had the best numbers since the season opener. So that's interesting. He didn't even... The Flash episode didn't even top the the season opener, but um, yeah, over two and a half million view- live viewers for everything, and that will definitely go up with the plus threes and plus sevens. Yeah, and obviously there's like a you know there is a range of of error in here, but it is interesting that Legends was the highest rated one, but it was also the finale, so that makes sense. But um, so they it's probably smarter them to make Legends the finale because that's the least highest rated show just on average. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, we don't really know how many are streaming. Was I don't, I don't remember. Was the CW app even a thing during the last crossover? That last year was the first year for it. Okay. okay. So it's be you know that was when it was still very new. It started before last the 2016-2017 TV season. So it's um yeah now it's now it's you know it's more well known and out there. So it's it's really tough to judge these numbers year over year. You just look at them how they compare to this year, and it's it's good. So. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely brought in more people than had been watching in the previous weeks these TV shows. Oh yeah, the, the and that's the goal. Always, crossover. Yeah. That's what the crossovers do. So yeah, uh, thanks for listening. That's all we've got for today, and we'll be back again tomorrow. This weekend we'll have a, a recap of the Crisis on Earth X crossovers. Lots to dig into there. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.